People will often ask me, Dr. Plasker, why would I want to live to 100? And is it even a possibility? These are great questions. And the answers, they might surprise you. And they're coming up right now. Welcome to the 100 Year Lifestyle Podcast, dedicated to you and your loved ones living at 100% for 100 years and beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Plasker. Welcome everybody to the 100 Year Lifestyle Podcast. Dr. Eric Plasker here and your 100 is coming. You make the call. We're going to talk about the mindset of the 100 Year Lifestyle today, your 100 Year Lifestyle. And hey, we're going to look at some research that came out recently. The Pew Research Center recently reported that the world centenarian, 100 year old people, population is expected to grow. Listen to this. This is staggering. By eightfold, by 800 percent between now and the year 2050. This is a staggering statistic, especially when you consider that the people that are 80, 85, 90, 95, that people in that age group, that also is growing. And the evidence is everywhere. You see it, we see it in every community. I travel a lot, go into, fly into the airport, take an Uber somewhere, and as I'm driving down the road, I'm in awe, shock at all the assisted living centers popping up all over the place. They're popping up like coffee shops because we are the first generation in history that is getting the advance notice that whether we like it or not, want to or not, we will probably live longer than we ever thought. So the question becomes, how do we get there in style with health and vitality, with energy, great relationships, with a vision and sense of purpose throughout all of those years, functioning at a high level, very high level. We call it 100% for 100 years. And what's really interesting about this, the question that started the 100-year lifestyle a long time ago, for those of you that have followed us, followed our international best-selling books, we asked this question, and the question was this, that if you knew that you were going to live to be 100 when you were 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, or even 80 years old, how would you live your life differently so that you didn't get there crippled, broken, alone, but you got there in style with health and vitality like we just discussed? And it was very interesting to me, the conversation. Try this over dinner when you're with your friends, your family. Ask your friends and family this question. Hey, if you knew you'd live to 100, how would you change your life? The answers are going to be all across the board. They were for me. It's what inspired me to continue this conversation after the first books came out in 2007. The workout book came out in 2010. The Longevity Solution, Secrets of the 100-Year Lifestyle Audio by Nightingale Conant came out in 2010. And then the second edition came out, the website. Everything just keeps on getting a lot of momentum. We have a network of doctor's offices around the country. If you go to 100yearlifestyle.com, you can find them. And why does it keep expanding? Because the assisted living centers keep popping up and the conversation is intriguing. You're going to hear people say, when you ask your friends and family, you're going to hear people say, wow, that's a really good idea. That's cool, man. I, I like to travel. I would love to see the countries, my favorite countries in another decade or two decades or three decades. Or, you know, I'm a map person. I love to follow the map and see how it changes over time. And hey, I love my family. I would love to get the opportunity to personally meet my children's 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 children as far as it can go back with your longevity. And so there's a lot of exciting things that are possible with this concept principle understanding of the 100-year lifestyle. 
What's also very interesting, though, is how many people will say something like this. Dr. Plasker, are you out of your mind? Live to 100? I don't want to live to be 100. Are you kidding? Grandma, she's 87. She doesn't know me. Grandpa's uh, 91. He can't move. We have to feed him with the tube. Man, I don't want to be like that. If I get like that, shoot me. And it's interesting. The answers are all across the board. The spectrum is just everywhere. And what's inspired me to write the book, for those of you that have not read it, for those of you that have not heard me speak, I have traveled, spoke to companies, organizations all over the world. The story of Max that started it all, I'm going to tell you a very short version of it right now. If you want the whole thing, you can go to the 100 Year Lifestyle YouTube channel or the Facebook page if you want to. And this Max came to my office uh, as a patient, as a 98-year-old crippled man. And he couldn't move. He was really broken. He was hunched over. And he asked me, Dr. Plasker, can you help me? And quite honestly, at the time, I was very young. I was about 28 years old, new in practice, but it already helped. You know, we saw uh, the care that we were providing, the chiropractic care we were providing. It helped lots of kids, families, athletes, all kinds of people. But I'd never even seen a 98-year-old man before. So when Max asked me this question, I was like, you know what, Max? I, I have no idea, but hey, you're alive, you're breathing, you have nervous system interference, let's give it a shot. And so we worked with Max, and in a short period of time, within a month, he was doing better. Pain lines on his face were gone. His energy was better. He was moving with a little more pep in his step. And he continued to improve after two months and three months. And after a year, he was doing absolutely fantastic. And again, this is the short version of the story. So after a year of never missing an appointment, he all of a sudden, one day, missed an appointment. And we wondered where he went. This beautiful soul that we got to know and love over that year, we took care of, we fed him, we gave him rides to different places. And we figured, hey, 99 years old, maybe he passed. He didn't answer his phone. There was no answer. We went to his door on his apartment. And so we said a little prayer for Max and went about our business. Well, another year went by, and Max was now over 100 years old. And guess who comes walking through the front door of our office one day without an appointment? You're right, Max. And I heard my assistant, she screamed out like she was seeing a ghost. She was like, oh my God, Max. And she ran around the front desk, gave him a hug, and I heard his name. I was in the back adjusting all of my people, and I said, oh my gosh, Max. I got really excited, and so I cleared out the rooms, went up to the front, saw Max, this beautiful soul, standing in the front desk or at the front desk, and I gave him a big hug, and I said, Max, where have you been? We've missed you so much. And I looked at him, and there was something different. He was exhausted looking. He, His face was, you could see the bones protruding through his face. He was exhausted, looked like a man who was really ready to go. His eyes were hollow. His, a tear was coming down his cheek. And I grabbed his hand again, and I said, Max, where have you been? We missed you. And he said the same thing that he said to me many times after every adjustment appointment. He would say to me, thank you, Dr. Plasker, thank you. Well, he said it one more time. Thank you, Dr. Plasker, thank you. 
and died right there in the reception room. Well, I couldn't get it out of my head, which is where that question that we talked about a little earlier came from, that if Max had known that he was going to live to be 100, how would he have lived his life differently? Because this is a guy that got there crippled, broken, alone. And so many of us, we have aging parents and grandparents, people that were completely blindsided by their extended life. Remember, we're the first generation in history getting this advance notice. And so this generation of seniors that is filling up these assisted living centers and nursing homes, they're, this was not a part of their grand strategic plan. This is a generation that has outlived their scientifically predicted life expectancy by nearly five decades. And so because we're getting this advance notice, whether we like it or not, want to or not, how are we going to live our lives differently so that we don't get there crippled, broken, alone? So for the people that say, I don't want to live to be 100, here's the question. If it's not 100, which is an arbitrary number, it's a round number, it's a, it's a legitimate number, it's a good marketable number, right? It's an exciting number for some. If it's not 100, what's your number? Is it 59? Is it 62? Is it 67? Is it 83? Is it 74? Is it 87? Is it 91, 95, 99, 103? I mean, seriously, what's your number? And when you think of it from that perspective, you say, wow, it's really actually not about the number at all. What it's about is quality of life. Because if you had a really good quality of life and you had really nice relationships and you had a nice partner in your life and you had meaningful work or meaningful purposeful places to go that you felt like you were contributing to the world, if you had the financial resources to enjoy those years, if you had family, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren at that point, maybe great-great-great-great-great-great-great, no, not that much, but you get the idea. If you had all those kind of people in your life, why would you want to check out? Why would you want to leave? And the answer is you probably wouldn't. So you realize that, wow, you know what? It's really not about the number at all. Well, what's exciting if you understand that is that if you begin making the quality of life choices today that will support you for your longevity, how you think, remember, we're talking about mindset today, right? How you think having a vision for your extended life. A big challenge for this older generation is they had no vision past this time that they're living it to 75, 80, 85, 90. They were going to retire at 72 or 73 or 65 or whatever it was, and then they were going to maybe play a little golf and then move on when it was time. But when you're talking about decades, two, three, four decades, what are you going to do with all that extra time? Having a vision for your extended life is so important. You know, we've all seen the movie or heard of the movie Grumpy Old Men, and it was so popular there was a sequel. It was Grumpier Old Men. And you say, well, why were they grumpy? And the answer is, is that they were living, many of them, on borrowed time. And it was borrowed time that didn't last a year or two. It was borrowed time that last decades. And so with your advance notice, developing a vision for your extended life is really important. 
And, you know, people will often ask at events and seminars where I speak to different groups, they'll say, well, you know, Dr. Plasker, I mean, make it real for me. I don't know if 100 is a, a possibility for me, really. Well, there's a calculation that you can do that is a very accurate, right-on-target reflection based on your personal family history. It's called your empire. It's M-PYR. It's empire, M-PYR. And it stands for your minimum potential years remaining. Your minimum potential years remaining. And what you do is it's a calculation. A lot of our doctors do this in the office when they're evaluating people, uh, checking for uh, nervous system problems, things like that. They will take this calculation. You could take it too just by doing what I'm going to share with you now. If you send us an email at my100 at the number 100yearlifestyle.com, so my100 at 100yearlifestyle.com will send you an article that where you can take this calculation and then it will give you a report. We're going over some of it right now. But let's just say for an example that you have a grandparent that lived to be 90 and you're 50 for easy math's sake. Well, if that was your oldest grandparent in your family history and it was 90 minus your 50 years, that leaves your minimum potential years remaining at 40 more years. So 90 minus 50 is 40. Let's say you had somebody that in your family that lived to be 85 and that was the oldest relative person, grandparent in your family that ever lived or is still living and let's say they were 87 and you're 37. Well, you could have 50 more years, 87 minus 37, that's 50 more years. We have had people where, and these centenarians, when they do the math, they may have had an aging grandparent, their oldest grandparent that ever lived, that might have been 75, and they lived to be 100. Well, that means their empire is minus 25 because they outlived their personal family history, what we know about them, their empire was minus 25. So they've lived beyond their oldest grandparent in their family history. So the empire formula is an important number because it makes it real for you as an individual where you calculate that number and you say, okay, well, I could have 50 more years. I could have, if it's for your kids, you think about it. If you have an aging parent or grandparent that maybe 90 was 90 and you have a 10-year-old, well, that means your child's empire, their minimum, not their maximum, but their minimum potential years remaining is 80 years. So when you think about that number, the choices that you make for your child, they're different when you have that long-term vision in mind. Vision is vital. Mindset is, my, uh, mindset is vital because if you make decisions for them with their long-term best interest at heart, you do things completely differently. You may not pop a pill every time they have a little sniffle. You may not uh, uh, have them sit too much like so many of the younger generation. We're going to have segments dedicated to kids and families and parenting from a longevity, 100-year lifestyle perspective. And so when you start to make these decisions with long-term thinking in mind, this mindset of the reality, this is a 100-year decision, a 90-year decision, an 80, 70, 60-year, 50-year decision, the world looks different. You start to make the health of your your healthy eating a priority. You start to make how much time you spend in front of a computer a priority. You reduce it dramatically. You start to spend more time with meaningful relationships. You start to pursue passions that 
fill you up and that are fulfilling to you in so many ways. You make your posture a priority. You make the adjusting of your spine and nervous system a priority. You make your the way you take care of your brain a priority. All of thing, these things become so important. Instead of eating all this sugar and being on a weight gain, weight loss roller coaster, you make healthy eating a part of your lifestyle. You make fitness a part of your lifestyle. We're going to have complete shows dedicated to all of these things because when you realize that we're probably going to live longer than we ever thought, the choices you make today will absolutely improve the quality of your life today while also improving the quality of your life for the long haul. So your first thing that you can do if you want to is calculate your empire and then start to develop a long-term vision for your life. Ask yourself, what are a hundred things that I want to accomplish before I turn a hundred? Or if this is your 100-year list, what are a hundred things I want to do? What are the places that I want to visit? Who are the people that I want to meet? What kind of production do I want to have in my work? What kind of people do I want to work with? How do I want to change my relationship? How do I want to raise my children differently? What do, where do I want to live? How do I want to do this, that, or the other thing? You start to look at the world so different when you have this long-term perspective. Hey, at the 100-year lifestyle, we are making long-term thinking cool, or as we say, way cool. And so we're going to go over in this. We're going to have great guests. We're going to talk about vision, change, habits, energy, healthcare, relationships, learning, time, work, money, relationships, retirement, leadership, and a whole lot more in this process of helping you and your loved ones live your ideal 100-year lifestyle. Thank you so much for joining us on the 100-Year Lifestyle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have topics that you want us to cover, people you want us to interview, maybe you have some stories that you want to share, stories of yourself, loved ones, people in your life, we would love to hear from you and share your story. Please email us at my100 at 100yearlifestyle.com. And remember, nobody wants to get to 100 or even 50, 60, or 70 for that matter, crippled, broke, and alone. So please share the 100-Year Lifestyle, all of our podcasts, social media pages, website, with your family, friends, and coworkers so they can take this journey with you. And until next time, adjust your lifestyle. Live your best life today and every day on the road to a sensational century.